Bullshit. It's the No BS Marketing Show. I'm Dave Mastovich, CEO and founder of Mass Solutions, the world's only no bullshit marketing firm. Today, I'm going to have a little bit of fun. I often wonder about my content over the years, and you always wonder, does it still have legs? Could it still be relevant today? Or, boy, what the heck was I thinking when I wrote that or cut that video or audio? So today, I'm going to go back historically in time 10 years ago and talk about something from my book that was written as a blog post and a column in a number of newspapers and websites. Yes, newspapers still were around 10 years ago and also online a number of places. And then it ended up in my book. The book is Get Where You Want to Go, How to Achieve Personal and Professional Growth Through Marketing, Selling, and Storytelling. And again, there's the word storytelling, which just now is in vogue, but 10 years ago, it was in a book. And I wrote, so all these people that jumped on with the term storytelling, hey, I was there way first. Okay, so the book on page 175, the headline is, Why, quote, the decision, quote, resulted in bad PR for LeBron. It's from July 13th, 2010. Let me give you a little bedtime story. Like I used to at the Mastovich household for Alec Brevin and Carter, I'd make up stories and read. sometimes read them, but sometimes make them up and tell them the stories about all these sports people and so forth. So here we go. Why the decision resulted in bad PR for LeBron, July 13th, 2010. Now that LeBron James has made his primetime announcement, we can move on to the next overhyped manufactured media event. From a PR standpoint, the NBA star nicknamed King James made some glaring mistakes when announcing his decision to leave his hometown Cleveland Cavaliers to sign a contract to play for the Miami Heat. Here are five reasons why the live ESPN special titled The Decision Went Bad. So now let me start off by saying the beginning tells me that I was kind of on the mark. So I talked about move on to the next overhyped manufactured media event. Now you're seeing features and shows on ESPN and other places talking about how LeBron's move became the first of these overhyped manufacturing media events where a player is deciding where they're going to go and turning it into a sweepstakes. There's awesome credit that should be given to LeBron. I'm not here to just be critical of these decisions because him making that decision shifted the power structure and we're seeing it today more and more to the side of the players. And I think it's a good thing because the structure was powered for the owners for the first 50 years or so of the league. And now you're seeing it shift to the players. Where we have to get to is probably a better balance, maybe over the next five to 10 years, because now you do lose some of the value as the players are kind of gathering to play. And there's not as much team atmosphere and not as much uh, loyalty from a fan standpoint. But all in all, I am for the player movement and the shift in power to the players, they are the product and they make a difference and they have such a shorter career span. So it was the one of the first of these player-hyped manufactured media events to talk about how I'm leaving, I'm choosing to go and be with a couple of other players to win a championship. Then I talked about how he made some glaring decisions and I gave the five reasons why. Let's see if these reasons were blatantly obvious 
or maybe there's one or two that actually I was out there saying something that not everyone was. Let's hope. Let's hope. So the first one is James kept saying he's done so much for the city and the team the past seven years. While this is probably true, it was inappropriate to mention during his announcement. Yeah, and that's, I didn't see a lot of criticism of that at the time. I said it immediately that night and in my column. That's not the time that you say I've done so much for the city. And the point is LeBron was at a maturity level much different than he is today. He was matured differently as a person, but as a messaging storytelling person and as a business person. So he was young and he grew. And then I said he had just jilted Cleveland's fans, owner, players, and actually the entire region. At that moment, they don't care about what he says he did for them in the past. Bullet number two, LeBron kept referring to himself as LeBron James. Dave Mastovich is writing in Dave Mastovich's column that LeBron James didn't do what was best for LeBron James by talking in third person because going third person is weird whether you are Dave Mastovich, LeBron James, or anyone else. I know nobody brought that up that I can recall, but it bugs me when people go third person and he went third person multiple times that night. I'll say that one has some legs. When using the boys and girls clubs as a backdrop, bullet number three, when using the boys and girls clubs as a backdrop in an attempt to score goodwill points, incorporate the kids a little bit instead of having them sit far away while pretending to be interested. And while you're at it, splurge for a nicer banner for them too. This is the bullet that would never happen again with LeBron. First of all, he would have incorporated the kids much more. He'd have been much more strategic in how the visuals were. But most importantly, that banner that night, I, I talked about it. I texted about it. I tweeted about it. That banner that night was as cheap of a banner as you could get. It looked like the one that said Miller Lite, $13.99 for a 20-pack or something. And you'd just get that cheap one. You'd kind of pound it in with a nail off to the side on the outside of a bar. And here he was in this huge uh, hyped event, and he has this cheap sign. And you're saying, oh, that's nitpicking. No, it isn't. The little things matter, especially when you're doing this. And he certainly learned from that. And he should have incorporated the kids more. If you're going to do this fake event uh, and stage everything, then go to the next extent and have some kids that you've chose to talk to. Have them do something to interact more. Don't push them off to the side and buy a nicer banner. Bullet number four, since you know the owner of the team you played for the past seven years has a millionaire's ego, I'm saying since LeBron knew the owner of the team that he played for the last seven years has a millionaire's ego, maybe call him before your announcement so he doesn't have to hear about the breakup along with millions of others on television. Now, those two made up and there was all kinds of uh, controversy and big full-page ad that the owner placed. And then when he came back, they had to go through that. But that was an instance where I understood he wanted to try to keep it secret. But, I mean, you can, at, during the event, if you had to, text him or call him. So I just think that was just, a, just, the whole thing was just awful and awkward. Going into that, most people knew he was leaving and you kind of felt sorry. I remember as a dad, my sons were all like, you think he's staying? And I would just go, you know, we don't know. We don't know. But I knew, but I didn't want to burst their bubble. And Dan Gilbert probably knew the owner. But what you have to do in that situation is just handle it differently. He learned from it. I have not watched the show about it on ESPN. So maybe he hasn't learned from it. Maybe he does not admit and maybe he wasn't vulnerable and admitted he had mistakes there. But I would think he learned from it. Then bullet number five, when you decide to have a contrived show, to promote your decision, at least pretend 
that you're comfortable with it. LeBron looked unsure of himself, all the more reason to announce the move in a more subdued, straightforward manner, which is what he did when he announced to come back to Cleveland. It was in a letter. Uh, it ended up being in Sports Illustrated. It was very uh, heartfelt, very subdued, very less all eyes on me, but yet all eyes still ended up being on him. So he did learn from that bullet for sure. When he came back, he changed it. And when he went to the Lakers after leaving Cleveland the second time, he did it in a much more professional, subdued, straightforward manner. So those were the five bullets that I closed with in sports and particularly the NBA. A player's image can drive endorsements, ticket sales, internet clicks, and television ratings. Fans choose to follow teams based on players and personalities more than we'd like to admit. LeBron's misguided PR approach will probably lead many to make the decision to think less of him. It is still a venomous point for the LeBron haters, and there are many, and there are the LeBron lovers that are many too. I shouldn't say lovers, wrong word. LeBron fans, of which there are many. And they there's so much passion on the side of LeBron. The people that are passionate about LeBron being the best ever argue and argue and argue, and people that don't like LeBron also argue. Where I weigh in on this is I felt the decision was bad. Obviously, I wrote it, I said it, I talked about it. I was out there with it. I feel LeBron has had a strange career in that he's had a lot of these kind of weird moments where something is done like this that you kind of feel almost icky, but ultimately he still seems to be overall doing a lot of the right things to help his community and to help the league. And he seems to, to be a pretty good guy. And then he's a f- tremendous basketball player. And just why can't we just acknowledge his greatness and say he's great? And that's where I would go with it. But the from my standpoint, it's not so much to say I want to pat on the back. It's more the opposite. I beat myself up a lot and look back at content and sometimes cringe like I think a lot of content producers do. But when I go back to the book, Get Where You Want to Go, through marketing, selling, and storytelling, I go back to that book from time to time and I pull out a page randomly and I just go, yeah, that, that kind of works okay. Or some of them I actually go, boy, that worked well. And this is one that I was going out there and I was clear about what I liked and didn't like, mostly didn't like about the whole decision. And now you've seen 10 years later, all kinds of features that still not many of them mention all five of these. And I think that I was giving you the loyal no BSers and the people that bought the book and the people that read my content my perspective as a storyteller, as a master storyteller and a messaging person that's done crisis communications, issues management for multi-billion dollar companies all the way down to million dollar companies. So I was giving you that perspective and I feel now when I look back on it, I'm glad I gave the perspective. I think it has my unique perspective, some things that other people didn't pick up. And then there's a couple of things I mentioned that were reinforced by many. So why the decision resulted in bad PR for LeBron is July 13th, 2010 was the date of my posting. And it's also page 175 of the book, Get Where You Want to Go Through Marketing, Selling, and Storytelling. I hope you want to pick up the book and the first five people who email me after hearing this podcast at Dave at MassSolutions.biz. Will receive a signed copy of Get Where You Go, Get Where You Want to Go through marketing, selling, and storytelling from the stumbling, bumbling Dave Mastovich. Thank you to all of our loyal NoBSners for listening. And remember, ask yourself what's the big idea and build your story around the answer.
It's all about bold solutions, no BS.